0: It's the Early Access Podcast, episode number 40. It is August 18th, 2020. Kuler is with me here also. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and I was going to say wherever you like to find your podcast, but those are the only two places I put them in. Uh, Discord.gg slash shampoo if you want to come hang out and chat. First thing we got to talk about this week is the major news that just dropped uh, from Oculus regarding the overall Oculus platform and Facebook uh, integrating together. I'm going to read the tweets straight up from Oculus on Twitter. Today, we're announcing some important updates on how people log in Oculus devices while keeping their VR profile. Starting in October 2020, everyone will need to be using an Oculus device. Uh, everyone using an Oculus device for the first time will need to log in with a Facebook account. If you're already an existing user and already have an Oculus account, you'll have the option to log in with Facebook and merge your Oculus and Facebook accounts. I uh, personally right now use Oculus uh, as its own account, and then I have a separate Facebook account. If you're an existing user and choose not to merge your account, you can continue to use your Oculus account for two years. After the motorcycle passed by Kuler, and January 1st, 2023, we will end support for Oculus accounts. If you choose not to merge your accounts at that time, you can continue using your device, but full functionality will still require a Facebook account. Giving people a single way to log in Oculus using their Facebook account and password will make it easier to find, connect, and play with friends in VR. Visit Oculus uh, or O-C-U-L U-S slash updates to learn more. Ton of outrage about this today. For those of you who don't know, um, those of you who aren't as VR savvy, Oculus is a platform that was originally developed, I think it was on Kickstarter or maybe it was Indiegogo. One of those two, Facebook bought them out And the Oculus platform now supports the headsets like the uh, Oculus CV1, the Oculus Rift S, and the um, very, very popular Oculus Go. Just kidding. The Oculus Quest, the standalone VR headset that you may have seen me in multiple commercials for. And uh, it's something that I've been supporting as a a great standalone headset. All Facebook affiliations aside, um, as far as convenience and stuff like that goes. I looked into a little bit of the policy before we get into... The pros and cons and the mostly cons about uh, why this is good or bad. I looked into some of the things. Uh, So if you currently today link your Oculus account with your Facebook account, which you can do now, you don't need to do it until January 1st, 2023. What it currently does right now is, according to Oculus provides and improves your experience across Facebook products by promoting safety and integrity. The thought behind that is that if your real name is linked to your Oculus account, you won't go into Echo Arena and grab and squeeze people's tits. That's actually something that does happen. I know people, you know, female gamers who have been uh, reporting people for that and been bugged by that. So in that way, it promote safety and integrity, personalized content like ads, if you link the two accounts together uh, are possible recommendations for Oculus events, you may like, and ads about Facebook apps, tech, or ads from devs about VR apps. I know right now on my Oculus account, I get texts every day, you played Beat Saber, maybe you'd like to play Autica, I own Autica on Steam, but I don't own it on the Oculus store. So it's constantly recommending me games that I already own. I just don't own them on the Oculus platform. At least, not all of them, because I play on my index as my uh, primary headset. It's a Steam VR based headset. Uh, they say that VR apps uh, can be recommended to you. They could see what VR apps you use so they can recommend you different apps to use. Importing your friends list. I'm going to comment on this a little bit later. So you can interact with your Facebook friends who are also in VR. You can get invites for events you can create. There's Oculus Venues, I think it is. You can do things in there and invite friends. Um, They are consolidating messaging metadata and chats in VR so you could chat in your Oculus Quest headset to Facebook Messenger. I know there is back at Oculus Connect 5 I tried Facebook Spaces. And to even try Facebook Spaces as a demo, you had to sign in with your Facebook account. So I actually opted to not do that. Uh, Photos and related content like captions, likes, and comments if you share photos, uh, photos from VR to Facebook are maintained. Uh, you could share information about your VR activity, info about your activity on other Facebook products like Instagram, pages you like, and groups you join. Uh, you can get recommended content and things to do in VR. Uh, as of right now, Facebook does not display ads and Oculus devices, but I remember thinking a couple weeks ago, seeing an advertisement, and I don't even think the super hot devs were behind this, but someone was playing super hot. And behind them on a wall was an advertisement for something. And there are no advertisements in VR right now, in Super Hot at least. Um, but that's something that could be explored in the future, is integrated ads into the actual games you play. So I'm gonna tackle a couple points here before Keeler gets into it. killer is a, a more I think it's fair to say casual VR user than I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I literally like work at a VR company. Uh, so I'm gonna go across a couple of good and Most bad things. Most people
1: are more casual than you on account of being a... <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I'm gonna take a couple of pros and cons. I took from uh, Lucas Risotto. I think is his name actually pronounced like like actual Risotto? because that's hilarious. Um, but he made a great video. Uh, he actually is from San Mateo as well. Killer. Um Oh, interesting. And the I think he's in the Draper uh, University like VR. Uh, entrepreneur program or whatever but he tweeted out a couple of uh pros and cons that i want to list off uh of course the bad people don't trust facebook the other bad you don't get to separate your vr personality from your real life personality and this is the thing going back to the friends list uh debacle there are now full disclosure my Facebook profile picture is literally me at a Beat Saber shoot with a giant ass Oculus logo behind me. So there's no question that I'm in VR and that I work at a VR company. And that if you wanted to talk to me about VR, you could reach out. But my Facebook friends list is exclusively friends from high school, almost exclusively. I think I have maybe five friends from college and I don't use it for anything other than to buy Pokemon cards and, that's about it and, and look at pokemon news on pokemon facebook groups uh that is exclusively what i use facebook for as well as maintaining the live facebook account uh which you know we don't really facebook isn't really that great for reaching out uh, as a business unless you pay for ads but that's beside the point i have zero desire to interact with any of my high school friends oh come in... on that's the se- motorcycle too yeah, Kula has to keep her window open because there's a fire and a heat wave going through California right no, the now. Fire, the, the
1: fire should be keeping my window closed, but the heat wave is keeping it open. <laughs>
0: so. so it's just kind of a lulu situation here. But anyway, I have zero desire to interact with anyone on my Facebook feed in VR because the only people I like to interact with in VR are my VR friends in which there is very little overlap with my real-life friends. I think Kuler might be the literal exception of real-life friend and VR friend. Well, actually, we don't even do anything together in VR. that That's not no. even actually true.
1: No, there's no multiplayer in
0: Beat Saber. So. No, they're 85% of the way done with that, which has yeah. Yeah. been the running joke this week since uh, they just released the Linkin Park DLC. They, Beat Saber in 2018 said that multiplayer is 85% done. In 2018, when they were only a couple months old. Now it's 2020. Still haven't released it. But anyway. Yeah, I have absolutely no intention of interacting with any of my Facebook friends. M- might be different for other people. Maybe you want to connect with family. Or, I don't know. Uh, the other bad is you. they are going to be able to fully integrate your Oculus uh, headset with Facebook's gigantic ad pipeline. Everything they see you do from me Googling Pokemon cards uh, hey Nikki, while you're playing, uh, while we're loading up this next level of Beat Saber, do you want to buy a box of Champions Path coming out in September from this group who paid to advertise on Facebook advertising? Uh, the, a couple good things before we really rail on this because I guarantee you we're about to rail on this. Uh, VR devs can use Facebook's APIs to build customized experiences with user data and social VR social apps. Uh, I think they're releasing. It's not Face. It's Horizon. Um, is what Facebook's building as their new uh, kind of social hangout to compete with things like Rec Room and VR chat. Maybe there's some good there to be had with uh, VR social apps. It could also, and I actually believe this one, make VR more mainstream. Uh, It can become a part of the mainstream social media ecosystem. They said back at Oculus Connect 6, I think it was 20 million users in an ecosystem to make VR sustainable, and that's Facebook's goal. And the Oculus Quest has absolutely, uh, helped people coming from the perspective of someone who works in the VR industry. And we're getting a lot more tech questions about how our software works on the quest. And, uh, I know more people whose first headset is the quest. Uh, they've absolutely been doing a good job right now, getting it into the mainstream and getting it into people's hands and making people more aware of it than it was back in 2018 when I first picked up my HTC Vive. uh, And the other good thing, although I'm going to dispute this one because Google tried to do the same thing with YouTube and Google Plus, you can't be a dick in VR if your real life name is attached to it. And I know the YouTube comment section tried to get cleaned up. You
1: totally can, actually. I I contest that.
0: You you could be a dick with your real name attached to it, but Google and Google Plus tried to get the YouTube comment section to all be your real name so you'd all stop being dicks. And... The being people being dicks on the internet might as well be the fifth law of physics. It's just gonna happen. Yeah,
1: but like I found that like and it has actually been shown, I believe, even somewhat scientifically, that if you put people's real names on like Facebook does, it actually doesn't really change that. I mean Facebook is already criticized for like being a hub of just horrific like ideologies and conspiracy theories. So real names clearly haven't stopped any of that.
0: Okay, so let's Let's really boil this down. The TLDR, for those of you who aren't VR people listening to the Aerial Access podcast, Oculus accounts are what you can use up until 2023 to sign into the Oculus platform. It's not not um, integrated with your actual Facebook account. Starting 2023 to get full functionality of your headset, you will need a Facebook account to sign in to Oculus. And this has a lot of implications for people, unlike me, who can't literally just go pick up a different headset from a different brand. Or, you know, might not have the money to pick up the uh, new HP Reverb v, uh, G2 when that one comes out uh, this fall. And so, a lot of people bought Oculus Quest's Rift S's, um, not having to worry about this, being anti Facebook people, but also wanting to try out an affordable VR solution, which the Rift S has no external sensors. Right, It's literally plug and play. Super easy to set up. Super comfortable. It's not the best headset, but it's $400. It's literally as much as a modern console. You connect it to a PC, you're good to go. Um, Same thing with the Quest. It's a standalone headset. You don't even need a gaming PC to use that. And so people were willing to support Facebook, uh, even though it was a Facebook product, because it wasn't directly linked to Facebook. Now, I do believe that they have said before that... You would be able to sign in to uh, the Oculus platform using an Oculus account, and they would never force you to integrate with Facebook. I, I think I remember hearing that in Oculus Connect.
1: I can vaguely remember something like that. But Although maybe it was it wasn't a full promise. It might have just been like a temporary. This is our policy right now. Yeah, it, it I just. Have, I, can't, I it haven't c- fact checked this. I have not fact checked this. The, either way, it's not words. true
0: anymore. It's just, this just is not yes. true. So, so what does this mean for you, Keeler, as someone who, you know, literally can't reach over and grab a an OG Vive or an yeah, index? Yeah, so
1: I, well, I do have some level of privilege there, anyways, because I can't just reach downstairs and grab a new headset. But I have the money where it's not exactly a gigantic deal for me. Like, so I could just buy a new headset, not on a whim, but I could just buy one. And two years <laughs> is enough time to get that money. What's more interesting is that so I have never used Facebook I have like intentionally avoided them since their creation which I've known about them almost since their creation and well at first it was just because I didn't care to but then as I learned more about them I'm like I don't want to so when I got the oculus I got it kind of knowing this would be the only time I would be supporting a Facebook product in some kind of way and it was largely on the condition that I wouldn't be forced to actually have a Facebook account to log into it which I was assured that at least at the moment, I that would be the case. I knew that potentially, and I think any anybody who really remembers like back when Facebook first bought Oculus, they knew that this was going to happen eventually.
0: It's not surprising. It's, it's, it's very not surprising.
1: But- it shouldn't be surprising by anyone that this was going to happen. I, Facebook is not one to really let their products kind of be independent in any major way. So I can imagine this was always going to be something that I would... Was gonna happen and so even owning oculus i did often not want to i I didn't have too much comfort knowing that i was supporting something by facebook the data from an oculus account was still going back to facebook so it's not like you were completely free you were very much participating in their machine um now granted i paid you for this headset i did not pay oculus directly so i've made them money from data collection but not necessarily from actual direct payment
0: Oh, and I also got that headset for free and then use the... Sh- Wait. Uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, this Yeah, the got one for free. Yeah. This,
1: the, the money for this headset has just never been actually, like, directly returned to the company. So that's good. That's pretty good. So I was already planning, kind of from the beginning, that uh, once I got kind of used to VR, this was a nice way to, you know, get introduced to it and to get the feel of it. And now that I'm kind of introduced to it well enough, I was considering looking for something else. The problem is that at the time, there wasn't really anything else especially for a beginner's headset. I didn't like the Vive. The other options were too simplistic. And the Index, which is probably the one I'm looking at the most, was a little too much for me to throw at on, like, a first headset. But I was already considering, like, someday I'll probably switch to it. The Index, I like Valve at least a little better on the technology side. I like their Linux support and whatnot. So... I, at least now, this is just kind of the final push they gave me. You know, sometimes when you do uh, solo projects, they often tell you you have to give yourself deadlines so that you actually can go ahead and do it. And now they've just given me the deadline of yeah. at what point can I keep using this headset until it's gone. And long before that, I will probably swap it out for something else. So it's not a big deal for me. I do feel for the people that either are not technically inclined enough to get a more fancier headset that requires more setup. As opposed to something like a quest or the ones that just can't afford to buy these things on a regular basis or even semi-regular basis of a few years so i feel for that very much i do think this just sucks in general i'm even though i saw it coming but for me i know i was already planning on switching to something else so this is just more confirmation of that fact
0: yeah uh overall this is an incredibly unpopular move you could see from comments it does it does everywhere
1: now i see a lot of people saying that this is like a death blow to the thing but from experience facebook buys things all the time and it's never been a death blow it usually is the opposite
0: i i think it's gonna the their ecosystem they're pushing like i said for 20 million users on yeah, like they the always they're always
1: doing this like like streaming they've always said like oh that's never gonna work out and instagram buyouts so people were afraid when that happened and in both those cases like okay streaming may not be as popular as something like twitch but it certainly makes a lot of money for them and then uh you know instagram's obviously like one of the biggest social media sites probably next to facebook if not even more so in some demographics So I can't imagine this being really bad for the company. I don't think this is going to hurt Oculus in the long run. A lot of people still do have Facebook accounts, despite what some more like technologists and technological hipsters might say, which I am one of. I'm saying that derogatorily, but I am one of them.
0: They're also doing fantastic on Facebook gaming. I think it was it always had a better viewer to streamer ratio. Then Mixer did. And I then of course that. Mixer yeah, closed. I heard about that. And all the Mixer streamers were invited over to Facebook. Not a lot of them took that offer. I think I would yeah. I would be willing to guess the majority of them went to Twitch instead of Facebook gaming. But yeah, like you said, Instagram, Facebook gaming, all popular platforms still. Yeah. And, e- even you know,
1: Facebook gaming, which isn't the most successful thing, is, is doing amazingly. And I mean, Oculus is not the most successful thing. VR isn't like in everyone's household yet. We're not at that point yet. No. I have, so, we're, we're, it's always improving and it's always getting there, but it's not even like it's a gigantic... like pre, It's not like a buying out of Instagram, I mean. Or Instagram was already this huge platform that they managed to purchase.
0: So, I have some insider knowledge on uh, this whole situation that I can't talk about due to NDAs. Obviously, I've been in Facebook commercials and stuff, so I might be... And I work at a VR company. I generally know a little bit more information, but uh, I have some... Obviously, this is a bad thing. Uh, I I don't want to kind of be like the the whole. I know why Doctor Disrespect got banned, but I'm not going to share that information because it's so horrific. I don't want to be like that, but I think on a future episode of the show, I could talk more in depth uh, as far as my thoughts go. But I can say this right now: I really do think Facebook is going to get that those 20 million people uh, in the in their ecosystem, whether it be on the Rift S or on the Quest or uh, just using their VR products in general, if they make a desktop version of Horizon, which is gonna be their new social media platform, I I think they are going to fight super hard and eventually get to that 20 million user mark. Uh, And that's 20 million not in VR in general, but just using their platform. And this is one of their ways that they're kind of connecting everyone together maybe to get a successful Facebook Horizons launch uh, or or maybe to get more people on Facebook uh, who are you know kind of they're okay with being on the platform uh, and then they can be enticed to get into VR to connect with people but we'll see we'll see if I'm right uh, in the coming months and years if they do manage to get that number of people but overall overwhelmingly a negative response from the entire internet. Yeah,
1: by far. By far. Oh, yeah. Even the other companies are starting to like reply to viewers and whatnot on social media. Yeah. H- Vive chiming in.
0: <laughs> yeah, Vive chimed in. Uh the Oculus tweet has two point seven K likes. HTC Vive says someone said, Yo, HTC Vive, you up? They reply, Oh, we're up and they got sixteen thousand yes. two hundred likes. Jeez.
1: Like,
0: Oculus is getting absolutely dunked on now. Uh, Vive is Vive has not been making products that I like. I've dealt with their support before. No,
1: that's it's, why I don't have them.
0: It is an absolute pain in the ass. Their controllers are horrendous. They are the worst controllers in VR. I don't think they're good for anything. The one good thing I can say about them is they're rechargeable via USB. But then again, so are the Index controllers. I, I don't have anything good to say about uh, Vive products other than they're good for LBE and uh, actual like public use solutions lbs location-based entertainment vr arcades basically is what i'm talking about for those of you who don't know uh i I've, other than that though because they have some good business solutions i think they are an absolutely terrible consumer entertainment keep at home headset on all fronts the cosmos launched terribly i think they've released some face plates or something for that i've been keeping up uh, the og vive and the vibe pro I, I absolutely hate as headsets i mean i've used them both extensively. The normal Vive is my first headset and the Vibe Pro back when I worked at the VR arcade, that's all we had. And I, I really just their support line is annoying. I think their one saving grace is Vibeport Infinity, which is kinda like the Netflix of VR, is what they're trying to aim for. You subscribe and you get access to a huge library of games. Um, but I'm not a not a big fan of their product. I think the good thing is technology advances so quickly that by twenty twenty three there will be other options.
1: Yeah, yeah i uh, did say i was looking on. at index just because i and i probably will continue to just because i like what valve's doing with it but i also said alternatives and i have to say alternatives because i don't know what's going to be here between here and then another company could come out with something interesting or who knows maybe vive will release like a good headset for its price too you know, the cool thing also that, that's a less likely but you never know
0: Is this really brought in uh, the discussion of competition into the VR space, right? Now it's not. Oculus is dominating with Quest sales. Yeah,
1: by far. Yeah.
0: Those things have been sold out for forever during the Rona. So to now, to push people away and for HTC to, to, they've obviously took notice. The PR team at least has taken notice. For HP to be releasing their own product. For Valve to be releasing their own products. To have the competition in the space still there and not seeing dominated by Facebook, it might not be as bad as we think, although right now they are making the best standalone headset in the quest coming from the guy who, you know, I was obviously paid to... I, I was literally paid to tweet out, uh, yo, the quest is awesome. Like, the, actually, I hashtag added it. Um, but I... it's truly It truly is something, I think. I spent my own money on two quests, so... We'll uh, we'll have to see how this goes for...
1: It is a good headset. Their technology is good. They have good people working on it. I just dislike the company that's paying them.
0: Yeah, everyone I've worked with personally at Facebook face-to-face has actually been a a pretty pleasant professional person. Yeah, I imagine
1: a number of them are. Neither of us have really met the executives that are in charge of what the company does.
0: No, I have not met the Zuck, but the Zuck sniper has seen me. I think I am (laughs) 99.9% sure that, uh, I have, I have been in the same building as the Zuck. I have never met the Zuck, but I have been in the same building as him. Um, and I've been in areas where he was there before, or some Facebook exec was there before or after. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Facebook sniper has seen me. He didn't shoot. So I'm pretty happy about that. But, uh, I, I intend to keep it that way. If if this podcast ends uh, abruptly or gets taken off the internet, then you know. You guys, you guys know who got me. In other gaming news, and other big gaming company news, A an E3 writer wrote today for Solitaire. I think I might have this wrong. I'm sorry the Early Access podcast is on the cutting edge of journalism. But E3 tweeted out a post today talking about the 25 games that women enjoy and this was actually written by a female writer surprisingly enough and i found her twitter and she is taken she's not commented at all um, on the topic but this was live earlier today uh tuesday and then e3 apologized took it down and the website took it down uh, but it is archived because anything that goes on the internet will be on the internet forever uh and this is 25 games that women enjoy so i don't remember all the games cooler but i remember they're surprising and i stopped cooler from reading it so let's go through these free games for women the first one let's go is sudoku Sudoku. it's not sudoku it's it's sudoku it's
1: sudoku
0: yeah uh Reading the description, it is the same thing. It is Sudoku, just yeah, spelled. Yeah, it, it feels like a
1: rebrand to avoid. I don't know what purpose it might be avoiding, but
0: it was number one. Uh, so yeah. this is a mobile game. Number one, number two is actually a good pick. Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, Drifter did that. a review on this game. It's a. It's like a rhythm game, uh, with Ooh. absolutely beautiful artwork, and uh, you're like platforming and like sprinting through the world. Um,
1: actually, I may I may remember this. I may have heard about this.
0: From the article, the game's controls are simply left, right, and occasional taps to the rhythm, but they feel way more complicated when you ramp up. Players admit to listening to the soundtrack for months after beating the levels. Narrated by Queen Latifah. Available on Nintendo Switch, PS4, uh, Apple Arcade, tons of other systems. It's actually a good game. I, I would not be offended, actually. Man, or of course there's other reasons this article is dumb. But I think that's legitimately (laughs) a cool hidden gem that people need to be talking about. Um, I haven't played it myself, but I've actually watched a decent amount of gameplay for it. But number three, we should be... You may have
1: convinced me. You may have convinced me to now go play this game. Thank
0: you. Yeah, Number three is uh, the one we should be insulted by, Candy Crush Saga. In 2019, 64% of Candy Crush players were female. And as the days go by, more and more women seem to be... Now, I actually have my own anecdotal story about Candy Crush Saga. Uh, So... When I worked at the VR arcade, generally mothers would come by, drop off their kids, and uh, sit down and talk to the other mom. And it would be kind of a way for their kids to be distracted, and so the two moms could sit down, talk, relax, you know, whatever. And usually the moms are super cool. Uh, But I didn't want them talking to me, because I have things to do, or I just wanted to play Pokemon Go on my phone, admittedly. So... Every time that uh, a mother would come in and she wasn't going to game with their children, I wanted to keep them in the building so that they don't just leave their children and I become a babysitter. Um, So what I would do is we had this big tablet table in the VR arcade I worked at, and I would load up Candy Crush Saga, and it would, most of the time, attract not just the moms, but the parents in general. Um, So Candy Crush Saga is, I think, an effective kind of game. Uh, to attract the older demographic. That being said, a top 25 game, this is literally just a, a mobile puzzle game. There aren't better puzzle games out there? Uh, I mean, number-
1: undeniably, this is very popular. And I think the bigger yeah. problem with putting this on the list is not that it's necessarily bad or that it's bad to like popular games. It's just it kind of fits the stereotype that women only play like super popular mobile games that aren't, you know, any of the big think it's not taken seriously let's be honest Candy Crush isn't taken seriously and it's 64% it is a majority but that's still a pretty high amount of men playing this game
0: uh at number four another mobile game Harry Potter Harry Harry Potter Wizards Unite made by Niantic I am no stranger to them
1: uh no, <laughs> no fuck that aren't. game fuck, I,
0: I'm just gonna I don't know it
1: one. I don't I don't know it I haven't played it
0: it's stupid Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go is already stupid Pokemon Go before I get off on a rant, moving on. Animal Crossing: New Horizons. <laughs> this one I feel like is a little bit indisputable.
1: I there every. But I, I think, feel like everyone plays this game, or at least at one point, everyone did play this game.
0: Everyone did play this game. I think I this is just except this is for just, me. It's good to be on and me. I think we're the two non-Animal Crossing players.
1: Yeah, ironically, but, we're we're both saying everyone played this game except for us.
0: Except for the two of us. Every, anecdotally, again. Every woman in my life who plays video games was playing this game, and was I say Except because it was popular for two months. Except for the yeah. two of us, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, also, in your life, but also, also okay. anecdotally, every single man I knew was yeah. playing this game to play with every, women. So, <laughs>
1: like literally, everyone I knew was just playing this game. This wasn't a gender divide. It was. It's it's I think it's been described as like the the inverse phenomena of Pokemon Go in its first couple of months also, where everybody was just stuck indoors as opposed to the last time it was summer, and we were all completely stressed because there was a deadly virus like rampaging around the entire yep. world, and then here was just this game that was just you get to just casually build things and and walk around catch
0: fish and pay off catch a fish go on
1: virtual dates which is still a thing apparently. I'm not. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like I think it's adorable. So, but like everyone played this. Everybody played this.
0: It it was it was a phenomenon. At number six, again another phenomenon. Overwatch. Uh, of yeah, course, again I,
1: everyone played this. Dude, I, I had like forty-year-old lawyers on my Twitter feed yep. playing Overwatch.
0: I I gotta tell you, uh, I think I know six hundred people who are in the top five hundred Overwatch. Like it seems like, I I think I know more people. Who are grandmasters or above in Overwatch than people who have the Rona. They're just so many people play this game. Uh To
1: be fair, I don't know like anyone who has that.
0: Okay, at number seven, I think this is where it started getting off the rails because the writer was like, I needed twenty five. Well, it's kinda like when you're writing an essay and you gotta hit the word limit. Yeah, and, that, but it just... does
1: feel like a fair criticism as opposed to being like necessarily problematic. It does feel more like a padding like we won an article about video games and then they got to shit something out that At, they probably can't write about. But here we go. Solitaire. Number
0: seven was Solitaire. Uh, uh, Solitaire has been around since the 10th century China. <laughs> so I feel like, oh
1: my. I feel like that kind of invalidates it itself. Like the yeah, it's really? been around since the 10th century. It's written Everyone. in the article. <laughs> yeah. You wrote
0: that in there. Uh, <laughs> we'll go through it a little bit more quickly. Sims 4, uh, I do think. I think uh, knee-jerk reaction I think the games like Sim 4, Animal Crossing have a higher uh, female player base than something like Call of Duty Warzone. I don't have
1: the numbers to play that. Well, also, I guess it's a question of like, which ones are more balanced? We said that everyone played Animal Crossing, right? So, like, and I don't know what the demographics of Animal Crossing was, but I feel like at a certain point in time, it must have been pretty close to even, just for the sheer number of people that were playing it. Whereas something like Call of Duty is just usually kind of a bunch of, like masculine grandstanding or something. It's not even like women necessarily wouldn't like war, but just the way it operates. Call of Duty is a very like male-oriented video game.
0: Shoot, use overpowered weapon, get angry, yeah. yell at well, even, yeah, even
1: just the way they act and the way they operate. And, you know, the team chats definitely keep people away from that.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: everything around that.
0: Stardew Valley at number nine. Splunky... Is number ten? I only old... know
1: I only know one person who regularly plays Stardew Valley, and it is a man. So interesting thought.
0: Uh, Splunky is an old school platformer game where your character must make their way through different levels to avoid being killed by numerous amounts of monsters waiting you. That's not a good pitch. I don't know.
1: That's a a platformer. (laughs) That's every platformer.
0: This is the the part of the article that everyone focused on. Number 11. Bejeweled classic. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Am I right, ladies? And they're even more fun when they come in a variety of sizes, neon colors, and when you get rewarded for properly matching them. I feel like the trope of women liking diamonds is kind of gone in our generation. We can't afford expensive shit. Like, also, I think it- there's
1: it, and it's two factors. Is one we can't afford expensive shit, and two, at least in my circle, which is pr- probably niche, the fact that diamonds are like artificially expensive and are like created with terrible exploited labor in Africa. They're not like naturally expensive. They just kind of are pretended to be with marketing.
0: It's yeah, it's I- not that special. I don't I don't I-
1: care. It's a rock.
0: I think it literally is a rock. I think it's far more romantic in California to pay for a woman's rent than to give her a diamond ring. Like that's how oh that's God. how you. I feel that's like how you that's a final marriage, stage right?
1: thing, though. I like. I I pay for your <laughs> I paid for your twelve dollar glass of beer, but I'm not paying for your thirty five hundred dollar rent. Like that, that's that's, that's a your big proposal thing to ask.
0: Yeah, well, immediately after you asked to move in because housing prices are like too Would you like to share high. the rent
1: with me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Would you like to share rent with me for the rest of your life? <laughs> That's it. I even
1: feel relief just hearing that. (laughs) Okay,
0: so we saw tons of posters of this one in Japan. Bang Dream Girls Band Party. Now, this one was really off-putting to me because I think it was when we were in Japan, a bunch of seemingly a little bit too young-looking girls Mm,
1: in a band on posters. It's like all idol things, isn't it? It feels like all idol-related content.
0: All right, well... Is,
1: Is... The same style. It reminded me of Love Live, honestly, but with guitars now. Uh,
0: th- now, this is getting in a real filler territory. Casino World, Star Chef Cooking Game, Tiny Wings, Heyday. When it comes to farming apps, Heyday reigns supreme. At number 17, Kim Kardashian, Hollywood Adventure.
1: Yeah, this is just painfully like I said, it's it's kind of painfully stereotyped, like someone just thought, Oh, what do women like? Women like Kim Kardashian, let's go do that.
0: Okay, this is actually a good game right here though. I love the Harvest Moon series, although I Harvest haven't played Moon's this one. Great. But then that also seat falls of memories. into the
1: is this a woman's game or is this just a good game that's not like I, I guess if I can put some analysis here, it's like I feel like a lot of video games we associate with like male oriented games, again like Call of Duty that when a game comes out that, like, isn't male-oriented, we kind of immediately consider it woman-oriented or something. Like, yeah. the idea of making a neutral game feels so alien to our perception of video games. Whereas, as opposed to considering Call of Duty, like, a more, like, extreme to one side or something. Which is fine, also. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it is. Like, Harvest Moon is, has nothing in it that's necessarily, like, gender-related. It's just it.
0: On the opposite side of this, uh, I actually do think this one might not be more gender neutral. I think it's a little more on the female side. House Flipper. I think it is.
1: Oh, House Flipper.
0: House Flipper, I think, is going to be a little bit more female-oriented. Or uh, the description of it. If you're anything a fan of HGTV, this game might be your thing. The premise is you flip houses and take on jobs and redecorate houses. That little premise there... HGTV, I think, uh, is a real female-dominated network. I'm talking more about them now, than house people because I don't an, know anything about the game. This is another
1: thing I have issues with. Like, the Diamonds one where I have, like, an actual moral issue with this. HGTV hurts me both on, like, a housing person level and on a Bay Area level. On the housing person, because they promote, like, really terrible redirecoration designs and have promoted, like, various bad architectural designs that got popular just because they were on the show, and they even admitted to that. like oh, They just like... kind of bullshitted things into popularity. Uh, the other one is just envy, because HGTV has people like, hey, we're like a working-class family with a moderate income. Can we get a gigantic house? And I'm watching, like, I have I believe Cinderella more than I believe this can happen in my lifetime.
0: They, uh, I know two people who watch HGTV, uh, they're both moms. Uh, <laughs> so I guess they're right in that aspect if, that if moms like well, HDTV. See, my so mother like house also
1: is like, you. she's always asking like, when are they going to come to the Bay Area and try to get someone a house?
0: HDTV, <laughs> <HGTV>, impossible <laughs> mode.
1: I, I want to see that. Like, it's like, hey, we're a working family. And then they just like shop around for 30 minutes. And it's like, well, good luck, guys. And then they just leave. <laughs>
0: All right, we're going to gonna we're gonna get, we're gonna gonna get blast through these ones because the last one is my favorite. Just Dance okay. 2020, anecdotally, I think I've seen more female Just Dance 2020 streamers than male streamers, although I know male Just Dance streamers.
1: I mean, we're talking about but, streamers. There's a reason for that.
0: But, yeah, I was about to say, look, even if they were 50-50, all right, dudes, you might be on the bottom of this one unless you're really good at dancing. Uh, Disney Code Illusion?
1: What the heck do you even know what that don't one is? I don't know this. I don't know but,
0: the game of life the board game except it's an online what the... Drawful 2 love this is letter a video game all right number 25 Tetris Tetris is, seems to be the most universally universally neutral game that I think I, I can think of I know both women and men who are freakishly good at Tetris although they all do seem to be Asian uh, but that might be because I am Asian and I have a lot of I think that's a lot just because of Asian video friends. games.
1: I mean, the game's not even Japanese. It's Soviet.
0: So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, J- Tetris just seems to be the most gender-neutral game. Right? There's not even characters. They're blocks. And uh, anyway, people were absolutely railing this article today. <laughs> I, you know, my biggest problem with it here, they didn't even pick good games. Sayonara Wild Hearts is the one game I will give them a pass. I think that's actually well, a great I mean, recommendation. No, there's, there's
1: a few games, like, I think, like, the games that I think are the good games are ones that feel more neutral and feel just, like, generically good games. Like, Animal Crossing an enjoyable experience. Harvest Moon is too. Tetris is just the most, like, basic game that it's just addicting to play. Unless you get a Pong or something.
0: Why Why is, Why is? are you... Rec- recommending someone to play overwatch is like recommending them to drink water. <laughs> like oh yeah, oh, I play everyone who has played a video game has heard of overwatch. It
1: anyway. Now this is posted on parade.com a website I don't really know about. But I think it was either mirrored or sourced from E3 that E3 yes. shared or something, which again, E3 as I, if this looks like some generic website. So I'm like whatever like maybe for people who never touched a video game in their life or something you said like moms and hgtv this looks like a mom site honestly but like for e3 who the yeah. audience is like either people who are more into video games on any level more than candy crush or are actual like people in the industry this feels like useless
0: i, I guarantee you there's more articles like this out there floating around it's just this one just so happened to get attention and which was tweeted out by E3. What probably happened is to keep your Twitter account uh you know when it says, Oh, uh Nikki liked, you know, this uh graph of Pokemon cards or something yes. like that. Yeah. You want your Twitter account to appear in the algorithm for searches like that, for randomly popping up on people's feeds annoyingly through the like function. So to do that you have to keep your account active. And E three has nothing to talk about right now. E three
1: yeah, cancel just yeah.
0: p- it just passed i'm using air quotes here for those of you listening audio only it just passed uh and they need to keep their account active so that when e3 comes back people can get updates so they have to put something out and what probably happened is this passed through one maybe two people's hands it got approved it got sent out everyone got mad at it they had to issue an apology so yeah that's, that's probably i, I guess happened.
1: on the upside we're talking about e3 more than we would be which is nothing so,
0: ultimately their goal yeah because there's yeah. no well, a goal or level. not
1: but at least we we all remembered e3 existed all right so and didn't happen
0: so speaking of there is a there is a, a relationship advice that went viral last week that I wanted to cover or not last week but in the last episode of the Early X podcast and we just didn't have time for it so I want to cover it this week because there's an overarching opinion and I think that I have the only outstanding opinion however I think I'm right and it kind of ties into the the women playing video games topic. So, let me lay this one out there. It's from r slash relationship advice. It's from some guy's throwaway account. Throw R. R. Cuckoo. It's a throwaway account. It's titled, My male 21, girlfriend, female 23, obsession with Pokemon is embarrassing me. Uh, full disclosure, I spent... I have the receipt here in front of me. Uh, $550 on Pokemon cards today. So, I am more than qualified Today. To talk about this topic. Uh, so, my girlfriend loves Pokemon. Sometimes when we go out, she'll ask if it's alright if she texts for some Poke Stops on Pokemon Go. When someone knows we talk about Pokemon, my girlfriend gets really excited and wants to be friends on Pokemon Go right away. She also has many Pokemon plushies, all of them in our shared bedroom. At first, it was cute, but my friends are starting to make fun of me for dating a child. My girlfriend is very mature and an amazing partner. But when I brought up how her obsession with Pokemon is embarrassing for, a, for her age, she felt insulted and told me her liking and playing Pokemon is no different than me playing League and Minecraft. Still, my buddies are making fun of us, and I'm afraid she will get hurt once she hears them. What do I do? How do I convince her that she should maybe tone it down a little? My friends are visiting us, and I'm sure they'll make fun of her once they see all of her plushies. Um, this eventually ended up in him telling... Um, his friends to fuck off and and he's gonna go play Pokemon with her. The overarching opinion you could probably guess what it is. Uh, while I queue up this update, I
1: mean, I, my my opinion is, man, you play League, you you're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, you got no more high to, to Yeah, no, 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 you lost that.
0: So I'm gonna read the update here that I just opened. Uh, turns out you were right. I was being an asshole. My friends are no longer welcome in our house, and now I'm playing with my girlfriend. I've decided to make this post to update because you all were right. I didn't have a girlfriend problem. I had a friend's problem. I had a talk with my girlfriend like some others suggested. I explained to her that I'm not ashamed of her hobby. I just didn't want her to know what our friends were saying behind her back. She did, uh, she said she doesn't care about their opinion. She's just doing what she enjoys the most. I apologize her. She also agreed to move her Pokemon pluses so they wouldn't take up so much space fast forward to today a few hours ago our friends visited us it didn't take them long to start making fun of my girlfriend this time i got mad she organized her plushies so they're all in her bedroom she's not once mentioned pokemon nor did she open the pokemon go app long story short they were forced to leave i realized that they don't have a problem with my girlfriend's hobby they have a problem with me and uh with my girlfriend and i enabled their behavior by not reacting sooner I told them they were the ones who need to grow up and visit us once again once they stop being boomers. To show my girlfriend how sorry I am and to better understand the hobby, I've downloaded the app myself. I'm now trying to level up as much as possible because she has a mission where she needs to trade a Pokemon with a friend, but to do so, I need to be at least level 10. Thank you for all your comments. Even the mean ones, they worked as a wake-up call, I guess. I think Kuler, at this point, you can kind of see where I'm going to go because Kuler knows me really well. He now
1: plays uh, Go, doesn't he now?
0: You now have a different problem.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> my man. You now have a different problem. Oh, I I wish we could have Kitty on this episode, but she went to sleep. Um, so I'm gonna retell the Aww. story from her perspective. We can Invite
1: her someday, by all means.
0: She she she. I wish she could tell the story from her perspective because this makes her so angry. And when she told me this story for the first time, uh-huh. I did not remember this happening. Yet I believe that it did happen because it is so characteristic of me. So we're in Japan. Oh no. And and we're eating at the mall. Yeah. and I I see a Pokemon Go raid pop up on my phone, and I'm like, were you dating Kitty, all I... the time? I don't remember. Uh, I I, There's I was... one where you were
1: and one where you weren't. I want to know which one this <laughs> this might depend, <laughs> I, depend on. I, the answer to this, if if you can remember it, will greatly change the gravity of the story you're about to tell. I think.
0: So for for background information, Kitty and I used to date. Uh, she's one of my best friends. Um, I visited her once in Japan while we were dating, and then twice while we weren't dating. Um, it works out uh it's all good but i think this time we were not dating i think okay okay um, th- it's hard to remember because i've been to japan multiple times but anyway uh we were eating at mcdonald's in the mall and i spot a lugia raid on my phone
1: <laughs> you're in japan and yet here you are as usual eating mcdonald's hey, mall eating,
0: mall. eating mcdonald's at the mall <laughs> it's very american of us right <laughs> and so i finished my food really fast. Kitty, there's a Lugia at the train station. I gotta go. So I run uphill from the mall of the train station, very slight uphill. Uh, Something like, I don't know, a quarter mile. Yes, it is in Beppu. Okay. Uh, I know. To do this raid, because the local Pokemon Go raid community had kind of taken me in. They don't speak English and I don't speak Japanese, but we could point. (laughs) So they're like, oh yeah, go to that raid. And they'll like point at my phone and stuff. So I realized, oh, there's a raid at the train station the train station is like a really good central hub where they all meet up because you know it's only the train station to get off work They come in from out of town there whatever and so i wanted to rush to the raid and meet them there and so i left her there and that really pissed her off because we are having like lunch or something like that and i just sprinted off like half a mile away to go do a lugia raid um, and i had a serious serious pokemon go addiction uh Kuler saw me once i went to school a forty five minute drive, I went when there was no traffic. Just to walk around in circles to grind. Uh I held tournaments um at the AVR. Go ahead. Go I mean, ahead.
1: My, so I was working at your school. I wasn't working for the school, but the company I was working at was stationed at the school. Uh and so I got the message that when you got here, like around noon or around lunchtime my time, which is not exactly at noon.
0: Yeah, to avoid then, the traffic. As soon as it died. Yeah.
1: And and then afterwards, Um, when I left work and I was like, okay, I'm going to go look for you. And then I find you just walking around in circles in complete sweats or something, just staring at your phone. And I find out that not only were you just walking in circles when I got there, in like this path, it was like the center courtyard of the school and you were just walking around in this pathway. You had been doing that since you got there and you hadn't even eaten food or like gone to the bathroom or really done anything. Like, so you were just in that, like an NPC kind of stuck in a loop just walking in that little pathway,
0: in circles forever. I, I, yeah, I went. I mean, I the drove in circles doesn't minutes. matter. If
1: it was a square, if it was like a longer curvy path, I don't think it's just like you kept going on it completely without taking any breaks or even nourishment. We walked to the McDonald's afterwards, um, and just we you had like. Mo- you had like the biggest hunger by the time you got there. I remember, like, like once I, you I was was snapped, once I it's like once I snapped you out of the trance, you realized that you hadn't eaten and were like walking and moving for like six hours straight.
0: Mobile games are built to be incredibly addictive. There are things like uh, daily things you need to do in Pokemon Go. You need to open and send gifts. You need to get your daily Pokestop. You got to get your daily catch. You got to do get your yeah. daily stamp. That they they get the daily active users up. Looks good for their metrics. Looks good for their app. Um, and it keeps you engaged with the game. And uh, mobile app, Pokemon Go, super addicting, also super broken game. I still play it a lot. Not a lot, but not uh, not as much as I used to, but I still play it um, a ton. I have almost 50 million XP in the game, which is enough to hit the max level two and a half times on one of my three accounts. All right. My main account has nearly 50 million XP. I would go out and do raids by myself. So, I got super in-depth of the game, but for those of you who don't want to get super into it, the fewer people you do a raid with, the more rewards you get, which is very counterintuitive because raids are supposed to to get people together. I hate waiting for people. I hate, you have to go on Discord, you have to say, hey, there's a raid here, who wants to come? Unless you like live in downtown San Francisco proper, it's hard to coordinate enough people for the raid. They Actually, in the um, after raids came out, maybe a year later, they made them 20% harder. So you need more people. And it's a big pain in the ass to get on one of the community groups. If I'm in San Francisco, I got to use the San Francisco Discord group. If I'm in San Jose, I got to use the San Jose Discord group. If I'm in the East Bay, I got to use a different Discord group. And to go in there and tell people, hey, I need five people for a raid who wants to come down. So this is what happens. Every time people come down and there's five people gathered around the raid, and we're ready to go. Then someone says, oh, can we wait for my friend? He's five minutes out. And so you end up waiting for your friend. And someone else is like, oh, can we wait for my other friend? They're in another car. They ran into some traffic. There'll be, there'll be two minutes. And eventually you just start waiting longer than you an- anticipated. Then sometimes people leave and you don't have enough people. And it became such a pain in the ass to coordinate people. I spent more time coordinating people than I had playing the game. That I decided to buy a tablet. And then uh, one day my friend Leo found a smartphone. And we never found the owner. So I took it, hacked into it. Um, And so at one point I had three phones and I would go around doing raids by myself with three phones. I would get three accounts also. And I never spoofed um, multi-accounting is against TOS, but I would legitimately go around and do raids by myself. And it made me so happy to not have to coordinate with anyone. And I'm literally, I was literally paying for an extra data plan to go out and do raids on my own. Now I realize I'm a pretty extreme example, uh, but a warning out to to my man here. Pokemon Go is an incredibly addicting game, and I I, I there's a lot. I play a lot of Pokemon. I realize it's probably pretty cumbersome uh, for for non Pokemon fans. I do. Ex- I had a meeting today. Um, with people who I don't usually meet with. If I meet with my coworkers and they see, for those of you listening audio only, I have a bunch of Pokemon stuff in the background. I have decks and sealed booster boxes and packs and like my Twitch backpack and all that stuff. I, I decorated my background recently. And I have to explain to people like, uh, yeah, I collect Pokemon cards. Yeah, that's uh, there's three binders on the shelf back there. Um, I got another shipment of cards coming. Like, I realized and get out of hand um, and that... You know, you, sometimes... Okay, yeah, plushies are taking up too much of the bed. I'm not super into the plushies and the merch. Um, or if you're spending way too much on Pokemon cards, which I think I still pl- do a good job budgeting. The plushies aren't
1: addicting. The plushies aren't addicting. And the
0: mobile game, though, that's addicting.
1: They're, they're soft and nice and adorable.
0: And I think ultimately what it comes down to is moderation. If the only thing I was able to talk about was Pokemon, if I wasn't able to talk about VR or, you know, other things I like... And I'm into if I didn't have other experiences that kind of become a problem. But I think you can still have a hobby and something you're really into without it being addicting to the point where it's impacting you in other ways. It hasn't gotten to the point where I'm like, I got to sell my car. We need more Pokemon cards. You know, I budgeted out pretty well, Um, but you can absolutely be addicted to something to the point where uh, you have to you have to tone it back and it's impacting other parts of your life. Twitch streaming was actually like that for a while for me, where people would be like, "Hey Nick, want to go out?" Like, can't we're streaming uh, Evolve Stage Two tonight? Or can't the T Lowry Master DLC came out? Or no, the T Lowry Master came out with all the DLC. But you get the point. Um, it, it she she's exhibiting signs. She I see myself in her. You know, the far I, I too many pluses. You don't you know? really
1: have a problem. You just have a warning. Yes. Yeah, you, yes, you have yes. a pro- you have you don't have a problem with the hobby or and obviously the friends are kind of dicks cuz they're not
0: yeah, they're not making fun
1: of her from your perspective. They're not like sitting her down and being like, "Let's talk about your your Pokémon, you know, hobby or something." They're just pretending it's childish or something, despite as you constantly say it's the biggest franchise in history of the world right now. Yeah. And but you're just like just don't get too caught up in this Pokémon Go as like like an Alcoholics Anonymous person trying to tell everyone about the dangers of drinking too much.
0: Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Mobile apps are built to actually be addictive. Uh, yeah, and so, a, lot yeah of, I, a
1: lot of things are.
0: I do think that uh, his, his friends were being dicks. Uh, yeah,
1: they're not on the right here, like at all by by any means. Like
0: twenty. 20- 23 is not too old to be playing Pokemon. I think I'm actually still on the... I'm either in the middle or slightly on the younger side of people who are appearing at Pokemon card events. It, They're kinda, always more masters than juniors at Pokemon yeah, events. Yeah,
1: and it's like... It's an entertaining franchise. And it's reasonably well-constructed games. At least in like their concepts and foundations. It doesn't really, you know, go bad as you go older.
0: But yeah, good on this guy. I'm glad he has it under control, but uh, just keep it under control, my man. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> you have a different thing to worry about now.
0: I guess I guess we'll knock out the very final topic real quick. So Fall no, Guys I do came think we're out.
1: out of time. Anyway. Oh yeah, let's go quick. I'll, right?
0: I'll knock it out real quick. Fall Guys came out. Uh, I think a, it was probably like 20 episodes ago. We talked about the gamer motivation profile. Like yes how, what kind of games you like. Like, are you a competitive person? Do you like grinding? Do you like strategy? Do you like exploration, Uh, management, all that kind of stuff? And so, to re-summarize that episode, my gamer motivation profile, I just retook it, showed that I really like competitive games, which is true. What do I play? Like, Call of Duty, the trading card game. Like, I like games where I can compete with other people. And while Fall Guys is that, it's not truly competitive in the instance of, you know, like, I built a 60 card deck. You built a 60 card deck. Let's see who's better. There's it, it, it a lot of randomness to it. I know there's randomness to Warzone, but ultimately, I have better gun skill. I, I can really overcome you unless you're like absolutely getting the jump on me. And Fall Guys is a BR. Um, and so there are actually people on Twitter complaining about Fall Guy tryhards. <laughs> And people who are getting way too good at the game. There's a mini game where there are platforms. You can only stand on the platform for so long before it drops and you have to move to another one. And there's a guy who optimized his pathing on the platform so well. And his timing to maximize the time he was on each platform before it went away. That he... he It was professional level stuff. He's like hopping across the map to get to other platforms. Uh-huh. Um, it was incredible. And people are getting mad about that kind of stuff. And... Uh, you know, Fall Guys does seem like a more casual kind of have fun game, but it is uh, by
1: far, by far.
0: But uh, I, you know, my tryhard brethren who are tryhard and Fall Guys, I respect it. It's just kind of not the game for me. I think ultimately, what would happen, and and once again, Kitty can attest to something like this because she's played a lot of games with me. I will take it too seriously and ruin it for everyone else. I I, I will be optimizing pathing through the various obstacle courses and coming up with strategy. And, you know, noting down people who are wearing certain costumes are like, okay, I should try to knock that guy out if I get to the finish line. And just make it ultimately not not fun for other people.
1: It, it depends on the game. I think for a game like Fall Guys, I would not want to play that game with you. Because no. you'd be taking away to seriously. but, like, one time you joined me and we're done. And for a game that tends to have a lot of people that, like, don't even really have any sense on how to move in a certain direction that the game is telling you, it was nice to have someone that, I'm like, go over there and, like, take out that little area, and then you just do it.
0: Yeah, I have some semblance <laughs> of uh, coordination.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I could trust you, like, you know how to fire your gun and aim it properly.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah, Fall Guys just turned out... Uh, I haven't tried it. I haven't played it. I'm not hating on the game. I just don't, my, my profile is also
1: more immersion, and it's not a very immersive game, so I don't think I'll be touching that much either.
0: Yeah, just not, not a game that I think would be compatible with me. Uh, So I just decided... No, I don't really want to spend time playing. I'd rather play rhythm games. All right. Like you said, we're out of time. We're going to wrap up this episode of the X Podcast. Check it out on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, Discord.gg slash Delshampoo. Help support me because I'm actually incredibly close to saving my Discord partnership. Uh, with Just within the two weeks, I made that call to action. You guys have been doing great. I think we're only like 10 chatters away from saving my Discord. Maybe like 20 visitors, something like that. So we're doing great. Join me on Discord, Discord G slash Shampoo, to talk about Pokemon VR or anything we discussed on the podcast, and, uh, and to get updates on it. I've been your host, from Shampoo. Kuler is here, also. We'll see you some other time.